E.T. Home phone. E.T. Phone home. Mm. E.T. Phone home. E.T. Phone home. He wants to call somebody. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade Talk Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be, Renegade Talk, Renegade Nation. Welcome to UFO Thursday with Bob. Bob's going to explain to us everything happening in the UFO universe. Hi, Marla. Good morning to you. Hi. I'm terrified. Bob Schauder, the name of the book. Bob, what's the name of the book? Uh, The name of the book is uh, Solving the UFO Enigma. Solving? Go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. The UFO Enigma. And the subtitle is How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. There you go, Renegade Nation. The UFOs might be coming upon us. Bob's going to be talking today about a recap of where we left off on the last show, which was a couple weeks ago. Also, the Kepler satellite, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, And is there a federation or advancement of extraterrestrial beings or civilizations out there. We're going to be talking about I that, too. I think there is. And also, yeah, well, we're going to, we're going to find out from Bob. Bob is the expert on all this. I know. Uh, and Renegade Nation, thank you for all the downloads. We really appreciate it. Number two in Los Angeles. Number one news uh, talk uh, on Potomatic. And also, thank you to our sponsors, Adam and Eve, uh, Vegas Tickets, and Amazon. We appreciate you sponsoring us. And Marla, thank you for being here with me and my family at Renegade. You and your family. Yeah, my family. (laughs) I don't have any other family except my listeners now. Anyway, so we got Bob Schroeder on. Uh, Bob's in Boston, Massachusetts. Hi, Bob. How's everything with you? Uh, Going great, uh, Rich and Marla. That's great. And uh, the only thing is I wish spring would come a little sooner. Well, you can, you can come over here. You can come over here. This. Yeah, you can go it's pick. It's always pine- summer and spring over here. Yeah, you can go pick some pineapples. Oh, I, some I'd fun. love to. By the way, we had been in Hawaii uh, way back about twenty years ago when our daughter was like nine or nine years old, mm-hmm. and we we loved it. We were in Maui. Yeah, it's nice yeah, that's here. That's where we are. That's where we are. It's beautiful here. Anyway, so Bob wrote a book, and it's about UFOs, and he just explained that. And we're gonna we're gonna start off the show <clears throat> with Bob doing a, a quick recap of where we are from the last show. And Marla, you have something? In the yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just want to ask you one thing: when that uh, meteorite came through, and in Germany, Russia, so, Russia supposedly another meteor fell to the ground or something. Yeah. It did. Yeah, it did. So, and they're saying it was a UFO and blah, blah, blah. Do you know anything about it? Uh, you know what? I think it probably was a meteorite. And it and it uh, it looks like it kind of exploded most of it before it actually hit the earth, <laughs> which is very typical of, of meteorites. Uh, and uh, uh, so I don't, I did, I did see something that I think Rich sent me that showed like an object hitting the meteorite. Um, but I don't. It's very hard to tell whether that kind of stuff is uh, uh, photoshopped or something. Yeah, you don't know. There's so much bullshit out there. You don't don't know what's what. Living here, I've seen so many falling stars. It's ridiculous. Because the sky is so clear. Yeah. You don't, don't, yeah. I see um, white ones quite a bit. And then one night I was outside and it was a red meteor. And then it broke off into two. And then then it went black. And then it, it lit back up. It was really, really trippy. You know what was probably happening, Marla? It was probably skipping 
uh, like a, a stone skipping on the water on the Earth's atmosphere. So it was just kind of skipping along on the top of the atmosphere wow. before it was finally came down. It was in the bulk, as they say. So, Bob, let's <laughs> let's like let's do yeah. a, a really fast recap on where we left off and, and and start the show with where we're going today about about Kepler and the wedge and the stars and the 4.5 billion Earth-like planets that are out there. So, go ahead. Excellent. Okay, uh, real quick, because I don't want to take a lot of time on this. Um, uh, it looks very much like uh, the, these UFOs are certainly real, or at least a subset of them. And uh, and I believe, I know how they're getting here. I believe they're coming through. Uh, the extra dimension is one large extra dimension uh, that that is being predicted by modern physics. And I think and that, that dimension looks like it's warped. Uh, gravitationally, and that would allow uh, spaceships to go from uh, one star to another uh, because the distance would shrink in the extra dimension. I, I, well, Bob, I think they need to come over here and talk to Abominable. I think they need to land on the he White is, House. He needs to get slapping around. <laughs> he needs to be awakened by by the uh, extraterrestrials. But they, may, but Rich and Marla, they may not. They may not want to meet Obama. <laughs> <laughs> they may not want to meet him. He's too wacko. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, and then the second thing is. Um, the, the um, UFOs are able to move around in our atmosphere, uh, like uh, defying the laws of inertia, or so it seems. But I think what they are doing is they are actually demassing these objects so that as far as Earth is concerned, it does not see these as heavy objects. It sees them as only, you know, the same weight as a Frisbee or something. And I think that's wow. how they're able to overcome inertia. Uh, but that all that is in the book, and uh, if people would like to buy it, they, uh, they can read all about that. And you can go to Amazon and buy the book, uh, Bob Schroeder, and the book is called, again, Bob? Uh, Solving the UFO Enigma, and with a subtitle of How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. So solving that the is uh, so cool. Solving the uh, enigma of the UFO. You got to go to Amazon and go get this book. It's really, really interesting. It's not the same UFO books that you would normally get. Right. This is about the uh, scientific, scientific data background on the, on the. Uh, on the uh, aliens. Now, we heard that last time we were talking about Kepler, they detected up to 75 billion red dwarf stars in our galaxy, and that potentially, uh, Bob, if I'm incorrect or correct here, 4.5 billion Earth-like planets. Now, how are these red dwarf Earth-type planets different than the sun-like stars, like the Earth-like type planets? Oh, okay. Uh, first, let me explain the difference between a, a red dwarf and a uh, sun-like planet. Okay. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry, sun-like star. <laughs> and uh, uh, the uh, our sun is considered a G star, and it has a, a surface temperature of about 6,000 degrees Kelvin, uh, whereas the red dwarfs are in the range of two to 4,000 degrees Kelvin, so they're a lot cooler. Um, in fact, so much cooler that they appear red in actual color. And, um, and probably the average temperature is probably less than half of what our sun's uh, energy output is. And, uh, and so, um, so that's uh, very significant. And the red dwarfs are much smaller. Our star is considerably big, bigger. It's about a million miles in diameter. And I think the red oh, is dwarfs that all? are more like... <laughs> is that all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's pretty big. Uh, just to put that in perspective, 
uh, the planet Earth is 93 million miles uh, from the sun. Wow. So, yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, and very. Do you think Obama wants to rule the uh, terrestrials when they get here? He wants to put them under the Obama uh, health care plan? I, I don't think he knows who they are. <laughs> but, it, but anyway, um, so um, what, what's very interesting is um, uh, the difference between these stars means that um, uh, the red dwarfs last much longer on what they call the main sequence. And stars uh, have a life cycle. And our sun uh, is now about five billion years old, that and is... it'll probably, uh, yep, and it'll probably live to about ten billion years. Wow! And then we better find a new home. We better. That's why we <laughs> will be gone. Yeah, we'll be gone by then. Everybody else will be gone too. We'll probably ruin this earth. Anyway, when we yeah. come back, oh, we're, wait, gonna, wait, we're gonna. Wait. Okay, well, I was gonna take a break, and you interrupted me. I just had one question. Yeah, go ahead. Hurry up. Can you just quickly tell, explain to me the speed of light? Oh yes, it's um, uh, the speed of light is the. Uh, fastest speed in the universe, uh, in our universe, I should say. Um, and it's 186,000 miles per second. And wow. all massless particles, particles with no mass, like a photon or a um, or like a graviton, go at the speed of light. Uh, they And um, and so uh, it's, it's kind of how energy is transferred between objects in our universe. It's so fucking now, do you crazy. Now, do you understand that, Marla? You will be tested after this show whether or not you can be you can be admitted to MIT or not. You know. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Renegade Nation, when we come back, Bob's going to explain to us what do you think the aliens will look like when they arrive and if we are going to be part of the Federation of Advanced Extraterrestrial Civilizations. This is going to be really interesting when we come back. Yes, Great. Marla. Okay. No, I, is that, I have some questions Okay, well, that. we have those questions after we take the break. Well, you're listening to Renegade Talk on FM where we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie along with Marla. And Bob, uh, Bob's an author My of the book. favorite physicist. Solving the UFO. What, what, Bob, what is it again? I forgot. Uh, enigma. The enigma. enigma. Yeah, the enigma of the UFO world. Okay, so we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hold on. When he was young, you supported every accomplishment in his life. C-A-T. Cat. I can read. He's older now, but he still needs help. There were drugs and alcohol at the party. Talk with the teens in your life. And if they're in substance abuse treatment and recovery, support them. Help them achieve new accomplishments. For information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, Renegade Talk, Renegade Nation. We, we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie Kepler, along with the ever drop dead gorgeous glamour girl herself, Marla. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow is Punani Friday. We don't know who's going to be here, but we'll find out. We'll find a Punani. We'll find a, we'll find a Punani. And don't Punani forget someplace. about Bob. And then we got Bob on the air. Bob's going to be with us in a few seconds to talk about the aliens. Here's Tears for Fears right here at Renegade. Remember the song? Yes, I do. It's and a great I love song. It. It's a great tune, man. Yeah. From the early 80s, Tears for Fields. Every 
everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah, maybe the aliens will come, as Bob is talking about, and they'll take over the world, away from an abominable. <laughs> Just a joke. Amen. Man. I'm, I'm, what are you looking at me like that for? What's wrong? This is one of my favorite bands, and I can't remember if they were late earlies uh, or late Tears early. for Fears. You can't they, even they speak right now. They were late Marla. earlies. Go do some cocaine, <laughs> will you? No, they were uh, early 80s, honey. Early 80s? Yeah, early 80s. Wow. 83, 84, honey. That whole yeah. decade I was partying. Yeah, so well, you're still partying. <laughs> anyway, okay, that's enough of that. So Bob uh, Bob wrote the book, um, uh, Solving the UFO Enigma and How Modern Physics is uh, Revealing the Technology of UFOs. And Bob is going to uh, explain to you, uh, Renegade Nation, what he thinks the uh, aliens will look like when they finally get here and if we will be accepted into the Federation of, of Advanced Extraterrestrial Civilizations and how come they haven't contacted us. And the, why is that, Bob? What's going federation, on? The Federation, it sounds like Star Trek. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Federation of, yeah. Uh, yeah, the federation of yeah. all the planets. So, Bob, what do you think the aliens will look like? you think they'll look like the little heads that they have or the big heads? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I, I'll probably disappoint a lot of people. But I think they're going to look more or less like us. And, and, and the other thing I think is I think that uh, they're going to be, uh, their biology is going to be carbon-based exactly like ours. Mm. Uh, they're, uh, I, know, I know that sounds kind of like ordinary, but uh, it turns out that in chemistry um, that um, only carbon can form the large macromolecules that are essential to complex life. And... And uh, so it's more, now it's true that silicon can also form, uh, you know, large molecules too, but nowhere near as big as carbon-based macromolecules. And more importantly, uh, silicon macromolecules uh, break apart much more. So, so Bob, so really, uh, they, they're, they'll, they'll be able to look like Santa Claus, like our Santa Claus looks like. Where in the like hell that. did you come up with that, <laughs> no, Rich? Because, yeah, just a joke, it's all. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you but, know the you know, Easter Bunny's on its way? Yeah, the Easter Bunny's on its way, too. Yeah, I saw that in Longs, by the way. Oh, they already and, got all the Easter Bunny. Can you go ahead, Bob? I'm sorry. And, and I'll tell you, and I'll, one of the things that I always try to point out is that um, they have a lot of these stories out there that the aliens have skinny little bodies and well, giant that's heads. all Hollywood bullshit that's what that exactly. is exactly nobody knows exactly. you know I, I would think the same way that they're going to look something like us or close to us anyway and have the same carbon base like you said I, I don't think it's any different than any place else but you know the Hollywood bullshit artists have uh, drawn up all this stuff about what these aliens will look like and everybody believes all this stuff and nobody really knows but I, I sincerely uh, think that yeah they will look like us somewhat like us or close to us anyway yes and and I and I, I think that their, uh, you know, political structures and morality and things like that will be very similar to us. Um, and uh, and I also, and then I might, if, if I could move on to the question of um, why they haven't contacted us. Yeah, why haven't they contacted us? But I, I, I absolutely think they have contact, contacted us, and we just have not been told by the federal government or anybody else on this planet. Can I back up just a little yeah, bit? Yeah, go ahead, back uh, up, Marla. Uh, well... Um, we we got to hey, back up for Marla. She's still, yeah, she's still have... delayed. Go ahead, Marla. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> I'm delayed. Sure, you're in no, seven-second no, delay. I know, honey. Um, I yeah. wanted to ask you two things. Just and, ask the and question, And this is Marla. what people have told us, what's written in books, blah, blah, blah that there are good aliens and that there are evil aliens 
and that one race, uh, uh, they're blonde, blue-eyed, very tall. You know, they're here on Earth now. And then the other race, which is a very negative race, is based on a reptilian do you sort believe, of thing. Hey, Bob, do you believe any of Have that Have you shit? heard that? Uh, uh, nope. Uh, no. I don't it's all made-up bullshit. Like, it's um, all, that's all you know, made-up. Uh, you know what? I think, uh, believe it or not, I believe that uh, civilizations get better and better and better. I'm actually very optimistic even about our own civilization. You know, we may have our ups and downs uh, with, you know, with the economy and politicians that probably aren't all that great. But um, in the long run, I think civilizations become more mature. Um, they, they become more prosperous and... And, and most importantly, they become more civilized. Okay. Well, that would be and great for the Middle East. <laughs> okay. It'll happen. And I'll tell you why it'll happen. Could I mention that? Go um, uh, the reason is The reason is communication. And uh, if you think back um, even just 80, 70, 80 years ago, it was possible to maintain a dictatorship in a large nation like Russia or Germany because it was very difficult for outside sources of information to get That's in. correct. Right. Yep. And that has all changed. changed. Yes, it has. Has it ever and changed with the Internet? The, not only the Internet, but also satellite TV mm-hmm. and, and satellite cell phones. Okay, well, let's, go so, back, let's go back to the question that everybody's probably asking themselves right now. Why haven't they contacted us, Bob? What is your philosophy on where that? Where are they? Yeah, where No, no. Where are yes. Why haven't they contacted us? That's the question. Okay, I should also mention I don't think they've contacted us yet. Definitely not. I think the reason is that um, uh, what they try to do is give uh, developing civilizations, which is where we're probably categorized, as much time as possible to reach a level of maturity um, that uh, as as far as advanced as we can possibly get. Bob, would you think, um, Bob, would, would you think that they don't want to contact us now because of Obama? <laughs> uh, oh no. <laughs> well, uh, uh, they want to wait. On the, on the other hand, uh, Obama is. You know, not an, a totally unreasonable guy, but there are dictators on planet Earth, like uh, Kim Il Sung or whatever his name oh, is. Oh, that North Korean mommy, he's crazy. North Korean, yeah, and uh, the 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 uh, theocracy over in Iran and things like that. What about so, what about L. Ron Hubbard? Do you think L. Ron Hubbard? But the Scientology people believe that we're the outer space people, and this has a lot to do with that. So L. Ron Hubbard it wrote all these books about oh, Marla, novel that he wrote. Marla, every time I joke about this, you get upset with me. <laughs> okay, why are you getting so upset? He flies around in the spaceship, you're I, you know. And you're well, wasting airtime. I'm not wasting any airtime. I'm Rich, trying to have Rich a little bit a of fun here. I am not a windbag. Shut up. <laughs> Just you know. I, uh, you know, shut up, Marla. You'll be put off the air. I will hit this magical button over here. So when do you think they'll contact us, Bob? I'll tell you exactly when. I believe what's going to happen is when we develop the ability to travel to their planets, which I think could be uh, within the next decade or two. And, really? And really? Whoa, 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 whoa. So you think in the next 20 years we'll be able to fly to some planet that maybe Kepler... Or uh, the James Webb t- Telescope had have might have discovered with life on it. Do you think that's possible yep. in twenty years? Uh, uh, yes, I do, and I think. But w- w- what wow. will happen is, uh, Rich and Marla uh, will be sending probes there first, uh, not actual spacecraft. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, not actual people. <laughs> well, yeah, but sending and, uh, a probe, you know, like a like a drone or something. Exactly, and also we're not going to do it in the ordinary space time that we live in. Where it, that is, it's not going to go through. Our own universe that we see around us, 
Instead, they're going to go, I believe we're going to figure out how to get into the extra dimensions, and we're going to go into the, where those dimensions are warped by gravi- gravity forces. So there's a good possibility, and, Bob, that we could have an interplanetary war between the two not worlds. Not a war. How about... Um, well, no, because we're no. very aggressive and very nasty and angry people. That could happen. Now, we're always fighting there's each other and killing each other. There's people like Bob studying well, this. Well, mm, 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 mm. um, <laughs> well, well um, I, I think one of the advantages of, um, of a federation of advanced civilizations mm-hmm. is that they can prevent uh, civilizations like ours if when we develop the ability to get in to travel to other star systems, they can, uh, when we get into the extra dimensions there and take advantage of warp geometry. Okay, so, um, okay, well, yeah, we and, talked about the warp geometry and we talked about the... Um, uh, the, what was the other one that was called the bulk? Bul- the bulk. Oh, the bulk. The bulk. And, yes. and that. And when I and when I mentioned uh, the extra dimension, I actually meant the bulk. B U L. That is the extra dimension. Exactly. Okay. So exactly. so let, my yeah. my question is, how is the uh, James Webb Telescope different than Kepler? So Kepler Kepler's out there discovering these Earth-sized planets that could uh, have life on it as we know it today, or something yeah. like that. And James Webb is going to be the follow-up spacecraft telescope to scope out what? Okay. Uh, what's different about the the, uh, uh, the James Webb is it's uh, it's actually going to be able to uh, detect um, atmospheres. It's oh, I'm sorry. It's actually going to be able to image other planets going around other stars. So in other words, Kepler's going to discover the planet, and then the Webb telescope is going to actually do the dimensions of the planet and the gases, the gases and all the minerals, or the, the, the what would you, what would you say that that to be, Bob? The um, uh, oh, the, uh, the 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 atmosphere uh, conditions or something. Uh, yep, exactly. The components of the atmosphere, the chemical right. uh, components. So they should be able to, to detect uh, things like carbon dioxide, oxygen, and things like so that. So you're saying in 20 years, that's a possibility that we could find out whether there's life um, on a on another planet close to us that we could actually get to, or they could get to us. Now, but going back to the UFO sensation, that's, you know, everybody's seeing these UFOs. Do you think these uh, UFOs are coming from these planets, or are they, are they coming from where? I mean, why uh, Why haven't they, again, we're back to the, why haven't they made contact with us? Is it that they're afraid of us? Is it that they're there, there, there's, there's some kind of uh, terror that. I think they're studying us. Are they studying us? Exactly. I think, yep. and, and then we Marlon's go back. Got a good point, but uh, I would, I would point out that they're delaying contact until we reach the ability to go to their stars. Uh, and one no, well, why, why wouldn't they want to come here and visit us in peace and help us become part of the uh, advanced federation? federation? Yeah. I'll tell you exactly why. Because the the problem with that is that um, um, that they would then essentially give away their technology to us, and we might not. And th- what I think they're trying to do is give our civilization or any developing civilization in the galaxy or the universe as much time as possible to become a more mature, more civilized civilization. Okay, Bob. Do you think the Pope that just left? Did, you know, left? <laughs> do you think the Pope's talking to them? You know, the Pope Benedict that, that used to be the Pope, the, the, oh, the retired Pope. It, if he is, maybe that's why he was deposed. Do you think no. they're? Do you, do, you, do you think the aliens are Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't think so. Although, of of interest, um, back in two thousand and eight, 
they did have UFO sightings in the Vatican, right around the Vatican area. Mm. And, uh, and, the, and the Italian uh, military uh, spotted these orbs. They were floating all around mm -hmm. uh, the city of Rome, but they also seemed to come over to the Vatican area and as if they were examining okay, it. Okay, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, talk about the um, pyramids, and they have a lot of TV stories about the pyramids, a lot of people talking about these pyramids. What is your take on the building of these pyramids way back when? Do you, do you think the, the, um, the advanced technologies or the advanced extraterrestrial civilizations have anything to do with those, those, those buildings? Uh, nope, nothing at all. What do you, who do you think built them? I, uh, I think oh, humans. We did. I think we built them. You know why? You know. Real. You know. I, I always question that because when you look at the um, technology of a UFO, uh, you know, coming into from the bulk into the in, into a galaxy that's flying around and doing all this this phenomenal uh, this, this phenomenal science. It's it's amazing to me that they would even bother to stop by here and build a pyramid. It's oh, like, huh, why would they do that? And, and if they did build, build the pyramid, and a lot of these people say it's there because they can find, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a location. Um, along a, the ley lines. Along the ley lines, this location center where they can beam into to find out where they were. I don't, I don't believe that at all. I think that they're so advanced that they know exactly where they are. And I also believe that the humans built those pyramids and that the, the, the extraterrestrials were never here. That's what I, I that totally might be agree. Yeah. I totally agree, Rich and Marla. And I'll, I'll point out something very interesting. Um, w when they've gone down and studied the pyramids, one of the things they found were um, half-built pyramids that uh, clearly failed. It shows that uh, they were experimenting, the humans, were, the Egyptians were experimenting with the pyramid structures uh, thousands of years before the, uh, or hundreds of years before the final ones were mm -hmm. built. Yeah. And, and and they failed on the first pyramids that they built. If these were built by extraterrestrials, they would have been perfect. They would have been perfect, right? Because if you can fly from one planet to another or one galaxy to another, building a pyramid's no big deal. Exactly. Exactly. It, the technology so so far advanced, and yeah, I, you know, they I, they they put this on TV and they really warp people's minds as to, you know, like like, like uh, warp geometry. Yeah, warp geometry. <laughs> like, it's it's like that uh, coast to coast show where all these people come on and talk about they've seen UFOs and they've been on them, and they've been abducted, had sex with them, and the pyramids and the dead files and this and that. And I think it's all a bunch of mo b b mo baloney, malarkey, exactly. as I call it. I, I, I don't yeah. think anything. I think if a UFO landed here, we, we would be in shock and awe. We wouldn't know you what know to what? do. You're We'd be totally contradicting yourself. No, I'm not. You walk around. How would I contradict myself? You've been running around this world. I've known you for 10 years, and all you do is tell everyone I saw that UFO. we're the losers. We the, are losers. And the aliens no. dumped us off here. I think we were dumped off here because this civilization is screwed up, and they don't want to do anything with us until we get our act together. And that's what Bob just said, Marla, that the whole thing is is that we're so screwed up, we kill each other, we're fighting with each other, we don't get along with each other, we're always having issues and problems, and the and the, the extraterrestrials are staying away, and Bob just said it, when they get their act together, we'll come over. Well, I, I think they, they will make contact after we develop the ability to penetrate the bulk, to go into that extra dimension, and once we achieve that uh, technological capability, I think it, it's at that point that they will introduce us to the Federation. In fact, it'll probably look like, uh, what was the name of that movie where all the UFOs appeared over the city? You know? Oh, it, um, John, what was uh, that? What was contact, 
contact or something like that. Yeah, the movie that really struck me about all of this was the uh, Day the Earth Stood Still. And that that movie. Oh, yes, yeah. that was great. That was one of the best. I think that's one of the top three. That's uh, your sci- favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. When the the spaceship lands in Washington, and I, you know, it, it, everybody takes their guest shots and pot shots at all this. What's going on? And uh, people say they've been on the UFOs and you know, they've been abducted, and you know, and I think it's all made up. And I, you know, Bob, you you get right to the point that once we break through into the next series, then then things are going to start to change. And, and you're saying in two decades, that's what twenty is that twenty that's twenty years. Are you yep. are you and, are, are you saying that happen, hmm? it, it could happen even sooner if uh, we're able to get spectrographic data from actual UFO sightings, and if we see. The, something called Hawking radiation that will virtually confirm that they're using technology that we are literally on the uh, cusp of understanding right do you, now. Do you think that Area 51 is all BS or do you think Area 51 is real and that they got technology from that crash of that UFO if that actually happened? Area 51 is total BS. BS. Uh, that mm-hmm. first comment, I, I'm sure of that. Um, I, unfortunately, um, it's, it's extremely unlikely uh, in fact, I'd say 100% unlikely that um, uh, that the UFOs would even leave a crash. Well, you, you know what's really funny planet. about that when you bring that up? The, that, that UFO supposedly, allegedly, allegedly crashed <laughs> in, in in the middle of nowhere, okay? and But there's never been a crash since 1947. Uh, that, well, actually, it's not amazing. quite. Uh, according to a lot of, you know, UFO... Um, advocates. Oh, well, I, mean, I shouldn't say advocates because I'm an advocate myself. But a lot of uh, there's a lot of stories. There's about seven crashes around the world. And in fact, what makes them um, extremely unlikely that they have ever even have occurred is uh, that um, uh, they all. Uh, it looks like they're all pretty much stories made up. Because they generally they're sort of in remote areas. And stuff. Right. That's why Marla that's brought up the. Thing. That's why Marla brought up the meteorite mm-hmm. that crashed in Russia, and NASA had no idea about this meteorite coming in. Following. Following, or mm-hmm. but they had the other. Uh, what was the other object that was came by seventeen thousand miles away from Earth? Oh, the asteroid. The asteroid came flying by. They knew about the asteroid, but they didn't know about this meteorite. So yeah, a lot you know, of people. I, huh? I was surprised at that. In fact, I think what it could have been is that the meteorite was traveling along with the asteroid. In fact, they probably were both asteroids. And one took off in one direction and one stayed the other direction. uh, Well, I think they were probably coming together, but Mm -hmm. one was a little bit closer, and uh, it was probably much smaller. So you're saying the gravity grabbed it. Yep, and I I think it just hit the Earth. And Hmm. and I'm not... They did find a hole in the ice. uh, Probably um, a small piece hit the Earth, you know. The hole wasn't all that big. So. Well, anyway, the meteorite. So you get this meteorite, and everybody's now saying it was a UFO, and it was this and that, and the press and the media are going crazy, and all it was was a meteorite. That's basically what it came down to. Now, again, exactly. going back to UFO yeah. crashes, if they, you know, and you're right, Bob, they always crash in remote places on the Earth. Like, they crash in the middle of nowhere. And you have, like, in the middle of Iceland someplace, and it, it's barren, and there's nothing there. But they never crash, like, in Omaha, and they never crash in uh, San Francisco or a <laughs> suburb of Philadelphia or Boston. They never crash in an area where, you know, you're going to see this big thing coming in and crashing. It's always exactly. in this remote way out in the middle of nowhere, and people go, huh, where's that at? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and, and that's exactly right. And, and of course, if they crashed uh, in New Jersey somewhere, it'd be about... <laughs> 
300,000 witnesses, you know. And, uh, and so I think part of the reason that the people that create these stories have them always crashing in remote locations. Yeah, they're always crashing in remote locations, and then they bring their cameras in and pretend and fake it all out, right, Marla? Or Marla, you know, you're just yep. sitting there looking at me. Yeah. We're just having a great conversation because they always crash in remote places. We could say that we saw a UFO crash in the middle of nowhere in the ocean, and that's another thing, the ocean. How about if they're in the ocean? Uh, they are. Uh, well, they, uh, they can go into the ocean uh, because, there's, um, in fact, uh, there's a number of... Uh, uh, fascinating stories. Uh, there was one back in the era of sailing ships, and the sailing ship, uh, you know, like in the 1800s, mm-hmm. and this particular sailing ship saw this gigantic um, disc-shaped object under the water um, going right along with its, uh, w- alongside the ship, and they were stunned. And then finally the thing rose up out of the water and it flew off See, I've always died. been a firm believer that if the UFOs are here, they are going into what, the ocean. Instead of, um, what do they call them? Oh, oh like submersibles, submersibles. Un- unidentified. I, whatever they call them. It doesn't matter. But I, I really do think that's where they're going because they could actually be going into the ocean in the middle of no, absolutely nowhere that nobody knows nothing about. No, I mean, nothing. The radar doesn't even catch on. They can zip in there and go down. Home, and we have never discovered how deep the ocean is. We don't know what's below a certain depth level. So you don't know what's down there. And then what a good cover if they were here. Uh, I think the Marianas Trench. The Mar- um, Mar- yeah. yeah, I went through the Marianas Trench. It's, I think, 38,000 feet deep. Am I right on that, Bob? That sounds right. I know it's like six, seven thousand, uh, six, seven miles. Six or seven miles uh, deep. Because we went yep. through. I went through there when I was in the service of the Marianas Trench, the Marianas Islands. And we actually saw Pagan Island or Pagan Island, as they call it. There was uh, Renegade Nation. There is absolutely nothing out there. It is absolutely unbelievably dark out there. And anything, any type of UFO or flying object could go in there, and you never even know it. Wouldn't even know when- it. Rich, when you were, if I could ask a question, mm-hmm. when you were out there at, at sea on the ship, did they allow you to stay at night, lay on the deck, and just watch the stars? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we laid yeah. out. In fact, we laid out on the deck and looked at the stars, and it was so gorgeous. We, we, you could see so much uh, out to sea than you can on land anywhere. And it's so dark and pretty. And uh, I saw a lot of meteorites. I saw a lot of things shooting around the air. But I did see one. In Southeast Asia, where the light basically came out of the corner of my eye, and it was so dark you couldn't see your hands. It was pitch black dark. There was no light whatsoever. And all of a sudden, this light was about, I think, if if I'm not mistaken, at least about a quarter of a mile off the surface or an eighth of a mile off the surface of the ocean. And we saw this light. I saw it in the corner of my eye and it was gone. I'll never forget it as long as I live. We went to we went to the ship to the. Um, yeah, you're, uh, the you're the person with you saw it. I saw it too. Yeah, the two of us saw it. No, no bullshit, Renegade Nation. I'm not making it up. I know a lot of people you don't believe me, but this is I'm, I'm being serious here. And we went to the bridge to see if radar picked up anything on uh, you know that was around, and there was nothing. They they saw nothing, and I saw this light. And we were out to sea, Renegade Nation. So the bottom line is, I always thought maybe there's a possibility that if they are here, they're going into the ocean and not coming near land whatsoever. And, and I think that's right. And I think the reason they do it, it's a perfect place to be concealed uh, where it's very difficult for us to locate them. Yeah, we can, we can never locate them because the ocean is so deep. And the, it's funny you brought up the Marianas, um, uh, the Marianas sure. because that is the deepest part. Isn't that the deepest part in the world, it, it, yes. it, 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 Brothers Islands? I, 
I think it is. And that's in and the South Pacific that's Renegade what they Nation. Say. Yeah, that's in the South Pacific Renegade Nation. The Marianas Islands, they call it the Marianas Trent, Trench. or tr- mm-hmm. uh, Trench. A trench. Trench, yeah. Trench. And it's yep. seven to eight miles deep. So uh, the ocean is very deep. We will never, ever get that to that level. Well, and we Bob, may. We, well, someday we may, but anyway. So, uh, Bob, tell us more about the book or the name of the book, where to get the book as we got to go. Um, it was okay. great. Again, Renegade Nation, um, a lot of fun talking about the UFO. And oh, I, talk- I, have, I have one thing to tell you, Bob. Go ahead. Okay. All these uh, UFO experts, so-called experts, tell us that on the other side of Mars is where Obamitable and other, the Federation, I guess, there's a uh, place up on Mars with it where they all go to meet. I'm and, telling you, that's what they tell us. Um, if, uh, uh, if they did go up there to meet in a, uh, because of the low atmospheric pressure, uh, they, would be, um, they would not survive. They wouldn't survive the pressure. Well, there's probably, it's supposed to be like, you know, a big... Yeah. You know, if you want to get Bob's if you want to get Bob's book, go to Amazon. Bob Schroeder solving the the UFO enigma: how modern physics is the. Yeah, I, I have it written down. I can't even read my own writing. Bob, give us the name of the book again, because I I'm so di- over, uh, like a disaster. Wait, all you all UFO freaks. But Barack Obama is not on Mars. Yeah, he's okay, not on Mars. You got it. Okay, so Bob, give us the name of the book and where you can get the book. Okay. Uh, the title of the book is Solving the UFO Enigma, and the subtitle is How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs uh, by, by myself, Robert Schroeder, and it's uh, available on Amazon, and, um, and I hope you buy it because my wife... Uh, is still mad at me for spending so much money publishing the book. There you go. So you got to get Bob out of the doghouse, Renegade Nation. Yeah. Buy the book. Go to Amazon. Buy the book. And he, we'll, we'll have Amazon. Yes, Marla? He needs the money to continue the study. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. So yeah. to, continue, to, con- to continue to get more information out of uh, Bob, you need to keep his wife happy. So buy the book and he'll continue on with his research. Okay, Bob, it was a pleasure. Thank yeah. you so much for being on Renegade. Hopefully we'll have you on again in a couple yes. weeks to do an update as to what's going on. And uh, Renegade Nation, thank you to Tomorrow is Punani Friday, so stay tuned for that. It's Friday. Time to leave the salt mine and have a good time. Marla, you have a great day today. And as I always say, Aloha. Aloha.